what's good everybody i'm joe this is your daily shot of inspiration thank you so much for being here with me today it's sunday it's super bowl sunday go birds if you're an eagles fan maybe you're listening to this after the super bowl and maybe they won maybe they lost who knows either way i wanted to touch really quickly on the fact that it is super bowl sunday and i know the super bowl has shifted dates over the last couple of years but Super Bowl Sunday is always going to have a very special space in my heart because on Super Bowl Sunday, 13 years ago, I quit my day job. That's right. 13 years ago on Super Bowl Sunday, my boss called to scold me because I wasn't getting back to emails quick enough while I was on vacation. And without thinking, I said, hey man, I quit never coming back and on that day my life completely changed I started to step in the direction of myself and really listen to the voice of my soul 13 years ago I had no idea what I was gonna do when he said Joe what are you gonna do I said I guess I'll be a photographer and teach yoga because I was in a yoga teacher training program and I was already a photographer. And I took that leap without knowing anything. And what what do you know? The net appeared. Was it always butterflies and fairy tales for the last 13 years? It was not. There was a lot of crap. A lot of struggle. But I'm still here, right? We keep going, we keep going, we keep going. And that's the key with all of this. That even though we might get hit with failures, tragedies, the key is to keep going. And I say that because this week we're talking with Joe Hain. Joe is a mindset coach. Joe is an author. Joe has amazing social media presence. He creates a lot of amazing content that can help you manifest your best reality. And that's how I stumbled upon Joe. When I found Joe, I went right to his TikTok page and I started watching his videos. And I was really moved by the way that he was speaking about manifesting and being real about manifesting. So I reached out and I sent him a message. Strictly just because of his social media content. And I then find out that Joe is a mindset coach that Joe's doing amazing work, that Joe has an amazing story, that Joe has a beautiful novel that he wrote, Dreams of Antiquity, The Awakening. And in this episode, Joe is going to share beautiful stories and maybe some heartbreaking stories as well about his journey and his path that got him to where he is today. Friends, I highly recommend checking out Joe. All of his links are in the show notes. Follow his Instagram, his YouTube, his TikTok, and I promise his content will help you start manifesting your best reality. But before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about two opportunities in March that you can practice with me in person. When I say practice, I'm talking about Kundalini Yoga. So on March 4th, 
from 5 to 7.30 p.m. I'm going to be at Boundless Yoga in East Stroudsburg. I'm sorry, in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. And this is an introduction to Kundalini Yoga. It's a wonderful two and a half hour class where we're going to talk about the practice. We're going to do little bits of the practice. We're going to actually do a full class and a bunch of meditations. And it's a great introduction to Kundalini Yoga. So if you're interested, this is part of their teacher training program, but you're allowed to come and enjoy the class as well. You can register on the Boundless Yoga Studio website. The link for that will be in the show notes. And then the following week on March 11th, I'll be back in South Philadelphia at Palo Santo Wellness leading a Kundalini Spring Energetic Upgrade. And this is just beautiful two-hour kundalini class that we're going to connect to our body, raise our vibration. We're going to chant mantras, sing songs, and have an amazing time as we allow our hearts to open as we get ready to move into an amazing spring season. So thank you all for being here. I invite you all to start listening to the, the voice of your soul. Start noticing what your soul wants to experience, the kind of life that your soul wants to live, and start living that life. Because as you'll learn in this, in this episode, in this conversation, life is really short. Life is really precious. And it's really important that we, we live our life and we discover all that we can when we can. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy this episode. Like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff. Please share this episode with your friends because I'm sure it will help them and it will touch their heart as well. Thanks for being here. Enjoy the episode. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody. I'm Joe. This is your Daily Shot of Inspiration Weekend Interview Series, and I am with Joe Hain. I'm so excited to be here with you, Joe. Um, I, I started following Joe on TikTok, I think, and your TikToks yeah. really spoke to me. And I'm like, yeah, this this guy's saying some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm back, and I'm like, because I, I think, and not to pick on anybody in the manifestation world, but I have this pet peeve of the idea of get them to text you in three minutes, right? Like that whole idea of, I, I've been calling it creepy manifesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> And I, I, I like I, scheming manifest, you know, like, Hey, get rich. You could do this, you know, right. You know, like a little, like little slimy and not judging them. They're doing mm -hmm. the best they can to get the info, but yeah, it's like a little. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. one of, you know, it's just, I think it's part of, we've probably all been there, right. As we start venturing into this world of manifestation, <laughs> it's like, Ooh, can I do this? Can I do that? But I really enjoyed your content that, that you were putting out. And then I just reached out to them one night, I think before you were moving. And I'm like, you want to be on my podcast? Yeah, I'd yeah. love to chat about the things. And then from there, you know, it got us here and I start diving in a little bit deeper. And I would love it if you can. I know this is always a, a hard question, but can you tell us all a little bit about your, your story from being an author to a speaker, personal development and performance coach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's I'll Joe? Yeah, totally kind of not your average story, but I don't know what an average story is, I guess, these days. It's all, they're all very beautiful and, and unique, but mine, I think, you know, started, I would say, 
my spiritual journey kind of just led me into all this. And I wasn't, I wasn't looking for anything. I was just kind of not within the spiritual mindful realm. I was just kind of, um, living life. I was married and uh, working a corporate job in Chicago and things were okay, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't latched onto happiness. I was always kind of perceiving where could I be other than here? What could I be doing that would be better than this? What kind of money could I make that would be, make me feel better? You know, so it was just kind of always considering everything outside of what I had. Not all the time, but a, a high percentage of that, especially tied to like work and everything and purpose. Because uh, I just felt like a lot of people do. I get this. It's that life didn't add up. Like you missed a chapter somewhere that was supposed to be really prominent and mm -hmm. supposed to launch you into this new space. And it's like, did I skip over that? Like, did I miss that opportunity? And you just feel like this kind of like this void or lackluster kind of feeling. So that's, that's where I was. And I, um, started kind of delving into the power of the mind, uh, through Eckhart Tolle's power of now had a really cool, awesome metaphysical experience where I actually thought like I reached enlightenment for a little bit later upon my travels and everything. I, I realized what I did. It's called Ananda. It's kind of temporary bliss, but Mm -hmm. it showed me like, whoa, there's this whole other realm of, of beingness of existence, a whole nother reality to the way your mind functions. But then I got thrown a huge curveball. My wife at the time had cancer. And so she was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And so basically everything just came to a halt outside of that. And it was not just, you know, cancer, you're facing mortality of the one that is your ride or die, you know, you're forever. And so we really had to shift gears and basically it was okay for a while, but then life just got harder and harder and harder. And she was asymptomatic. We were getting a lot of treatment stuff and kind of fast version through that is I experienced a lot of like really divine moments, but it was it was like a pressure cooker of anxiety and fear and everything. And ultimately we did our best and we had to move in. Things got real, real, real bad. The tumors developed in her brain, dozens of them. And so then it was like 10 months of me being her primary care and still holding down a corporate job. We had a health and wellness business in Chicago that we kind of just shelved and she got real sick, you know, like feeding, bathing, caring, just dozens of ER visits, going to the hospitals. I probably spent 40, 60 something nights at the hospital with her sleeping there, going to work. And it was just torture because my mind would be like so overwhelmed with this fear. Anytime I wasn't in the room with her, I'd like leave and it would just be like, oh my God, is she going to die? You know? And so you're having mm -hmm. just kind of like a, a gauntlet of fear. And then you know, the worst of the worst came. We never, I never really saw it coming to all the thoughts and fear about it. But then when it happened, it just kind of just crushed me because I never thought she would pass. But the doctors said, you got to take her off life support. She's not in there anymore. And it was a big hospital kind of visit and uh, experience just like in the movies where, you know, the people surround the bed. She was mm -hmm. 33. And, you know, I, I learned an enormous lesson in that, in, in the, days after is that like 
my entire identity was wrapped around this woman and our marriage and our life together, like being a husband, being a best friend, a business partner, a lover, uh, this soulmate, this, this union, and then everything in the future, uh, being a possible father, uh, grandfather even. Mm-hmm. And all of that was incinerated in a breath, one exhalation, and it was all gone. And so that was an enormous revelation that identity is such a fallacy. It's just these constructs that we make to to help ourselves feel important within a society that really values that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, you're just this soul with this mind and this heart, this spirit, and all those other things are just like little bullet points on a resume. They don't really mean much in the end. Mm-hmm. But I had to go through a lot of mindfulness and kind of self-analyzation to discover that stuff. So basically what happened is she sent me a message three days after she passed away through a medium friend of hers that reached out and she actually reached out to talk to Jessica on her cell phone. She's like, Hey, you're coming up in my mind a lot. I'm just thinking about you. She was living in another country at the time and it wasn't, you know, she wasn't on Facebook or whatever. So she didn't know about Jessica's passing. And then I'm like, hey, I'm sorry to tell you this, but just passed three days ago. And I would get these messages kind of frequently because people checking in or, hey, how she's doing? And you would have to kind of be the bearer of bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, oh, this is crazy. It's going to sound weird, but Jessica's coming to me to talk to you. And she's got a message for you. And my analytical mind was like, what do you want? Like, what are you bothering me for? Are you trying to get money? Like, this is craziness. But my mm-hmm. grieving heart was like, tell me more, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Still, you know, scooping it up. And so she's like, Jessica wants you to write a book. And she wants you to read a book. So the write a book was the very first message. It's like, write a book, tell a story. And I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. I'd been journaling a little bit uh, through the process to help, like, with catharsis and kind of share our story publicly. But what beyond that, nothing crazy. But then the book I don't, she had me read. I don't, I don't mean to, to, to stop you, but really yeah. quick, what year was this happening? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's no problem. Uh, this was 2014, in July of okay. 2014. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll just keep talking, Joe, unless you just you know, tap no, your shoulder. I'm just I'm going. Like, <laughs> I'm at the edge of my seat. Like, wow. And my heart is also like, oh, wow. You know, really trying. But I, I love it because I definitely, knowing where you are now, they're billion questions for me yeah 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 <laughs> it's it's it gets wilder too so um and so she you know gave me that message in the book she told me to read was the afterlife of billy fingers uh just not the best title because it just sounds kind of cheesy or whatever but a really awesome book about a brother and sister in a connection and the brother had a really challenging life and he departed this world but he was able to communicate with his with his sister and kind of expand on what happens after death. I tried reading that within like the first week, but I was also getting ready to leave. I bought a one-way ticket to South America. All of our stuff was already in storage because we were living at my folks' house. I dissolved the health and wellness business. I quit my corporate job, the cushy, well-paying corporate job with all the benefits, a Swiss company. It was awesome, but my heart was anguished and so everything everything had to make it a very abrupt stop 
And I, I decided like I wanted to go travel and help others and volunteer. And so I bought a one-way ticket and a dear friend of mine went with me to kind of help, I guess, keep an eye on me, if you will, through this. And um, so I tried reading that book and it was really eye-opening and revealing, but very, very hard too. But basically that, you know, the revelation was that the spirit is in a really beautiful space and they can communicate with their loved ones here and that they're doing okay. We're the ones who are suffering. They've returned home mm -hmm. and they're here to help us along our journey. And so then I started traveling through South America, through Colombia first, and I was doing all different kind of volunteer work. But like, it was just a big range, teaching English, teaching chess, uh, teaching self-defense because I was a martial artist. And, and like, you're just seeing all these people suffering. Like we're teaching women self-defense so they could defend themselves against their drunken husbands at night, you know? And you're just like, that's normal. And you would teach this woman how to punch a bag and she'd be bam. And she would see the tears in her eyes because she knew she was going to have to do that to defend herself. But she also was empowered that she could defend herself. And so this mm. just crazy juxtaposition of emotion that you're, you're wrangling there. And so I was traveling through and we were also doing a lot of adventure, Machu Picchu, you know, crazy hikes and tours, taking motorcycles almost all the way to Machu Picchu, to Aguas Calientes, through Peru and all the, the mountains there and almost died. Just crazy, amazing adventure, really thick, profound volunteering children's hospitals burn units you know with the kids reading books coloring really hardcore stuff and really beautiful stuff and then the adventure of travel but my emotions and my mind were wearing thin over time and i was deteriorating i didn't know that because i was giving 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 and you know all the adventure and the travel it's it's very tiring too and it wasn't sustainable and I just ended up getting real sick. But all the while, my late wife is guiding me through signs, crazy experiences that just can't be coincidences. A lot of dream visitations where she'd give me palpable messages like direction and guidance. I feel like I was there with her, like actually spending mm -hmm. time together. So getting a lot more exposure to this whole life after death and I was raised Catholic and I didn't really have any conception of what heaven was. I wasn't devout. Uh, mm -hmm. and so all this stuff was just this whirlwind. And then this other person recommended many lives, many masters, and also really beautiful book on mm -hmm. a little bit more on reincarnation. And then I stumbled upon journey of souls, Michael Newton, and I really was absorbed in that, uh, you know, kind of doing a little bit more in-depth analysis of like what happens, why we're here, choosing to come back, the soul's evolution. And um, I got real sick in Bolivia, bedridden, you know, everything coming out of every hole possible. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot look at a vegetable in Bolivia without getting the dirty water. So I learned that lesson the hard way and I was done. I was depleted because it's mm -hmm. like emotionally, mentally, spiritually, I was just, my tank was empty. And then physical was my last kind of straw there, my last stronghold. And that was broken. Mm -hmm. And I told my buddy at the time, 
I'm like, I need to go home. I need to just go resituate, but I'm not staying home. Mm-hmm. And so I went to Chicago. And this is just a really cool story about the power of the connection of, you know, souls and spirits. Uh-huh. So I went to Chicago and right away I decided I'm going to move to Costa Rica after being there for a little bit. And my late wife and I were married in Costa Rica. So it had a special place. We both have the Pura Vida tattoo, pure life. It's a cool, awesome culture, happy country. Mm-hmm. It's paradise, tropical. And I decided I need to go, I need to go work on myself. In Bolivia, I was like laying on the bed. I was like, I either am going to go down this path and I'm going to end where she is, mm-hmm. except for in a very darker way, or I need to absolutely transform every aspect of my life and do something to save my life. But I didn't know what the hell that was. <laughs> so uh-huh. <laughs> at least I chose that that way, which is the most empowering thing because you can figure everything out given enough time. Mm-hmm. But to believe that you're meant to go towards the light was very, very empowering. And so that was when I made that decision. And then I brought a bunch of books with me to Costa Rica. But before I went, I wanted to tell you that story. So I'm walking down the street in Chicago and it's like, it's called the Windy City. It's mm-hmm. for politics, but it really does get it, it extremely windy there. And you feel like during the winter that the wind is just going to literally rip your ears off your head because mm-hmm. it's negative 20 or whatever it was. So I'm walking down the street and I'm meeting a friend for lunch, a dear, dear close friend. And nobody really knew I was back home in Chicago because I was supposed to be on this worldwide tour, but I mm-hmm. came home for a pit stop and I got a message from the medium friend who was guiding me every step of the way, always for free, giving me signs from Jess messages. And I was a very bereaved man, just kind of trying to do his best to, to survive. And she's like, you know, reaches out to me. I, I show up at the restaurant and my ears are so cold. And I'm like, I'm moving to Costa Rica in like a week. Should I go get earmuffs? Like, isn't that silly <laughs> to go get them for like a week? You know, I'm sitting there contemplating, but I'm going like this down the street, you know, and then I show up and then I got a text from her and she's just like, well, Jessica told me to tell you to cover your ears. Wow. And it's just like, you know, wild stuff that can't be explained. And that woman was living in Spain, didn't know I was in Chicago, didn't know my ears were, <laughs> you know, freezing about to fall off my head. So then I moved to Costa Rica, man. And then everything changed because I was getting a lot more signs from her. I was healing. I was still making some like not so beneficial decisions, drinking, getting into a little bit of like, I guess a little bit of tampering with like some bad habits Mm -hmm. because you're kind of broken and you, you'll jump into something that's kind of an easy fix. But I started an awesome routine of getting away from a lot of that and working on my body first. Cause that was the first thing I knew I could make a, an immediate change on and getting really healthy, swimming, working out yoga as much mm-hmm. as possible, meditation, reading a lot of, of books then, and just discovering that I had a really excellent grasp on the way my mind would perceive life and what suffering was mm-hmm. and that it was just my mere attachment to life being other than what it was. Like I would be like, the victim, my wife passed away. And this is the extreme, you know, like when your Uh loved one dies, there is no greater attachment. Everything beyond that is 
doesn't really measure up, let's say. So I thought that was okay to have that attachment, but I was still kind of wrong. It's more of, I had to train my mind to be insanely authentically grateful for the time I had with her. Mm-hmm. And then to take that time, those lessons and let me thrive in this new season. But it's yeah. not so hard to really take hold of that message. It takes time, you know, it takes time. And so I just worked on myself, but then I made an enormous amount of revelations. And then I kept up with the adventure and the volunteering, volunteering with like monkeys in Costa Rica, teaching people self-defense. Then I bought an old Land Rover and drove from Costa Rica to Chicago. Three months of insane adventure, a lot of breaking down and trapped in the desert or the jungle and people helping me out and living out of the truck and just making a lot of spiritual progress and, uh, and deepening my meditation practice and really understanding how the mind functions, like really getting a a very firm grasp. And that's what I have. I can hear it in people now, like, mm. like laser pointed limiting beliefs, anything that is not serving them. It's right. like they're screaming at me. I, I would love to take a pause right there. And yeah. exactly right how you just said <laughs> that, that, you know, calling out the limiting beliefs on people when we see them. And what I notice from people I work with or the content that I share more when the content that I share, the comments will be like, oh, it's easy for you to say you're not experiencing X, Y, Z. Yeah, like you're not in this situation. Sure. And now here we are, right? For everybody that's listening, I'm sitting with a man that has experienced literally probably one of the hardest things to experience, right? The loss of that love. And then think, oh, right, I had to find the good in it, the gratitude in it. And it doesn't happen overnight. So for everybody that is in that shitty space, right? Like I often say the words are easy, right? It's easy for you and me to sit here and say, oh, you have to let it go and you have to look for it. But the the practice of implementing these simple words into play that gets us to that goal that now has you in, in this space. How long were you in Costa Rica? Um, four or five months, you know, but well said on, on that point and just like give yourself some grace, but even the limiting belief when you say like, if somebody's speaking with Joe and they're like, oh, that's easy for you to say that too is a limiting belief. Mm -hmm. So you're just justifying an already conditioned limiting belief so that you can feel better about it. It's okay not to have everything figured out. You know, that's one thing I realized too, is that we're so trained to defend just mm. to def- like automatic defense when anybody's like, Hey, you know, that may not be working for you. And it's like, burr, burr, burr. you know, the ego just mm. swarms in guns blazing. And you're just like, maybe I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe those are just, you know, words and advice. And maybe I can either allow it to serve me or just move on. Cause it doesn't resonate with me, but it's hard to know. I was just writing about this because I'm redoing my website. It's the term. Um, it's hard to see the forest for the trees. Like mm-hmm. When you're in it, you can't see where your problems are because you are the problem. Right. And that perspective and that mindset and those beliefs. And so that's why there are coaches and stuff like that for us. But And yeah. as you were doing 
which seems like a tremendous amount of self-exploration. Were you mm. working with anybody or was this really just a, an internal deep dive yeah. within? No, just me for years, just me. And so, you know, the whole Costa Rica thing, going driving through, you know, Guatemala, and Nicaragua and all of Mexico and everything, I thought of the idea to write the book mm. uh, at that moment. I thought of the first chapter and last chapter and I was uh, making, you know, leaps and bounds in my my revelations, I would say, because you learn stuff and it resonates and then it, it's like a, you know, ladder or a staircase and you're just kind of ascending through and then trying to formulate a plan and a structure to rid yourself of old mental conditioning, emotional, traumatic, even spiritual. And so I was doing that all along my travels. And then, then I started kind of getting back into a little bit more of normalcy with with everything, but I was still went to Nepal and Tibet, trekking through Annapurna, you know, taking these big epic trips to India and touring and learning about all the stuff from all the different cultures. Mm -hmm. So during India, I'm reading the the Ramayana and the Bhagavad Gita and doing really in depth uh, sacred heart uh, meditations, and then Nepal and 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 the Himalayas and everything, just getting into Buddhism and the jhanas and, you know, more in-depth stuff to understand mm -hmm. the, the different layers of my mind and, and the spirituality. And then, you know, Sufi, learning all about Sufism, going through Morocco, you know, like just basically exploring all this stuff, stoicism and everything. And it was just this huge spiritual buffet mm -hmm. and then self-help books too. And so I was just, that's what I coach now and teach people now. I just make it like that this whole self-help spiritual stuff, it is a buffet. Mm -hmm. You're going to go there and help yourself to the portions of the things that resonate with you. And if it doesn't, you don't like the way it tastes, just leave it. But you may like it later on. You don't have yeah. to eat it forever. Mm -hmm. It's just for right now, you know? And so that's what I was doing, making my way around the entire world, exploring the different cultures the people, the faiths, the ideologies, the spiritual stuff, and just absorbing what helped me heal, what helped me grow all the while my wife, late wife was guiding me. And so I was making, I was in a place where I was able to really, people don't have that opportunity. I know how blessed I was to be able to do that. It is, you know, a tremendous blessing, but then I started returning to the world and then I start just seeing everywhere I went, people just suffering constantly. And then I would start putting my foot in my mouth because I'd be like, you're, you, you can't do that. You got to do this, <laughs> you know? And, uh, yeah, and yeah. that's, you know, when you start learning to coach and teach, you have good intentions, it's benevolent mm -hmm. and you want to help your loved ones not suffer, but Again, that blaring ego comes up, you know, I can tell yeah. me what to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So I started, um, getting into helping friends and family pro bono. I didn't, was in charge because I'd just be like, let, let's talk every week and I'll give you stuff. I didn't have a program mm -hmm. since you, you know, just, just let me talk to you and then I'll give you what is necessary. And then I'll probably give you some stuff to do, some books to read, some meditations to discover, journaling, prompts, writing, mm. exercises, this, that, and the other. And I didn't know it at the time, but that's when I was becoming 
a teacher. People yeah. would call me their guru and that was very flattering, but far from mm -hmm. the truth. But yeah, and that's kind of when I first started helping others mm -hmm. beyond myself with what I knew. And it, it's, it's like that great tragedy, right? Like we mm -hmm. suffer this tremendous yeah. loss that then enables you to share everything that you learn yeah. the world and to teach. And it's like, ah, oh, this from this great pain brought this great. Yeah. And the joy with peace it. for others. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, you know, you're doing what you can to help others. It's joyous to be able to do that. Cause it's just very profound. Like I've done a lot of stuff in the world in many different countries in many different spaces and being able to speak into somebody's life and make them feel better about who they are and the life they're living and help them find a little bit of love. It's hard to, to beat that. That it really is. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is its own reward, you know, mm -hmm. and then the people, of course, it, you know, they're telling you they're, you know, you're changing their life and this, that, and that is awesome. But it's just like, I don't know. You just feel like it's, you're operating in some other space and your currency doesn't exist here in the 3d and it's, mm -hmm. you're rich. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I love that. I think it was maybe Jay Shetty, someone in that like realm said the new millionaire is the person that is helping a million people. Yeah. Not, you know, making the million dollars. And it, yeah. it's, it's like yesterday I got uh, an Instagram yeah, message great. from someone saying, I want to let you know, I taught my first Kundalini class. Thank you for introducing me yeah. to Kundalini. It felt amazing. No, that's and, awesome. Like, you know, like just that little thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't have to tell me, but just knowing that. Yeah. Like, oh, mm -hmm. wow. Like this, seeing the change in, in people and that growth is so, so beautiful. Yeah. And like and how... If you're going about your day, you're going to go to the grocery store and your, you know, corporate job or entrepreneur, whatever it is, when I would do this stuff in my previous seasons of life, I wouldn't hear those kinds of compliments from people. Mm -hmm. You know, like I wouldn't hear the things of, I can jump on TikTok and Instagram right now and people messages like, you are helping change my entire life. Thank you so much. You are changing the world for the better. Thank you so much. Every single day. And I'll read them to my fiance. Mm -hmm. And we'll take a time to like absorb that with gratitude and I'll close my eyes and I'll just feel that. But I wouldn't get that kind of stuff working mm -hmm. other, other spaces. So it, it's insane. Like I can't think of a better compliment than like, you are helping me change my life for the better. It's like, mm -hmm. you're welcome. Right. <laughs> you know? It is. It is. It's absolutely priceless. Yeah. Um, if we can, I'd like to, to chat about your, your book. A little bit sure it's, yeah it's a story right yeah. yeah it's it's not like you're this is my story um and is it based on your the journey that you yeah mm -hmm. that the inspiration so, yeah absolutely so a lot of people in my space and i'm writing a book now about how to like you know train the mind but a lot of people in my space our space do self-help books you know mm -hmm. how to do manifestation thinking whatever it is meditation <clears throat> and i'll you know, I have some of that stuff, but this, I think was the first, I think it's the first of its kind. And I've heard that from many other people. Um, but basically when I was encouraged to write a book, the novel that I released last year is the book that the story that 
my late wife wanted me to tell. And mm. I thought of the first chapter and, and, and the last going through Mexico. I was like, um, it was just a funny story. Like I had, a, again, if anybody wants to Google this, it's like a 1971 series 2A Land Rover. So it was a 50 year old truck that I'm taking through <laughs> 15,000 miles. And um, so a lot of, I still have it too. Uh, a lot of lot of problems and everything, but anyway, <clears throat> I had to take really really long days of driving because it was like a top speed of fifty five miles an hour. So if I wanted to get like have a good day of driving, I was on the road a long time. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, so I'm it's four o'clock in the morning and it's pouring rain, and it was like uh, that truck was like a leaky submarine, like when it would <laughs> rain. So like I I try to avoid being in the downpours. And I'm just sitting there and I thought of the first chapter and the last chapter of the book and it just made so much sense. And it was like a eureka moment, like the whole day driving, I was like exalted, you know, I'm just so, mm -hmm. so happy and encouraged and, and everything. And then I moved to Italy, uh, to the Amalfi coast to begin writing that after I got back and did a big stint in Europe, starting to write. And I never did any of that before i didn't know what the hell and i looked at those old drafts before and they were they were horrible but <laughs> anybody can get good at really really good at anything given enough time and so mm -hmm. i just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and basically it is about uh, these two souls these two individuals a king and a queen in babylon and they're united supremely in love but the the queen gets sick and she passes away and the king can't live without her. And so he suffers his own passing, in a sense, without giving too much away. Mm -hmm. But then he reincarnates. And he awakens in the next chapter in a new body. But he's able to remember his past life with the queen. And whatever time he wakes up, he's already had that entire life in the new life. Like if he woke up at 17 years old. He's already been living a life, but now he just had this awakening, this realization that he is this reincarnated soul. And so then he would go into that new chapter. And this one was in Aboriginal from, so from being a Babylonian king mm -hmm. to being like a, a Aboriginal girl and being in that community and learning a little bit from this shaman and having to go through the grief of his extreme loss of that life mm -hmm. of that soulful love being in his life but his his queen was guiding him through dreams and signs and encouragement and he continues to go through a series of incarnations mm -hmm. and so then he's going about the world as time goes on uh, coming back as a woman as a man and learning from the different cultures and applying, you know, Buddhist text techniques or Taoist techniques mm -hmm. in, the, in the relevant cultures and everything and using little bits and pieces, as I discussed, for his soul to evolve. And then he's getting deeper dreams and everything. And so it's a series, it's called Dreams of Antiquity. And the first book is called The Awakening. And it's uh, five chapters in that one. And it's a very soulful, emotional, raw story, but one of a beautiful spiritual evolution and, you know, the union of souls and, and, and love and everything. So it's, yeah, it's available now. And 
I'm Sounds looking for an agent cool. and a publisher. <laughs> Hear that? We're, we're calling you all in, agent yeah, publisher. Yeah. So um, I know that's manifesting that, if you will, uh, in due time. Right, yeah. right, and I'm and I'm I'm sure you I'm sure you will. I'd love to ask about some of the videos that you've been putting out yeah. about money, yeah, yeah, society, because mm-hmm. you know, everybody, I'm I'm sure you know everybody. What do you want to manifest money? I'm about to manifest yeah, yeah. money. Why? And I, right, yeah. that's the question that exactly. has to come in afterwards. Why? And they'll be like, because I hate my life. Be like, well, then we need to have a talk. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought it was really interesting, the anxiety and knowing and stopping, like knowing yourself and stopping the the self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And I love how you instantly went into that why, right? Because I'm a big believer. Ask yourself why three times with everything, everything that you're doing, ask why yep. three times. But mostly, you know, with this, this money, do you, uh, have you found throughout your life that, again, this is coming from experience or from the people that you're working with it's coming. oh no for for both for sure mm-hmm. everything that i teach i had let's say some tenure with it at one point in my life because i you know again was able to delve into the depths of my mind and everything and even now like you know supporting my family i'm i'm engaged now i found love again manifested that for myself and this soulful union i have and a little boy uh, Oliver, who's 12 months and, you know, I'm the provider now and I've left another corporate job and now I'm doing this full time and doing very well. And I just see that when your mind doesn't work for you and, and the obstacles and the stumbling blocks, cause you're presenting, uh, you're presenting evidence that things are hard, that things are going to continue to be hard and that you may be in a bad place. And you could just as easily present evidence for something beautiful instead and empowering and inspiring, but it's how to find that within yourself. And then a lot of the people I train and that, that have questions on, on my videos, but a lot of my actual clients with money, it's a very quick fix because it's this infinite energy that's floating around. It's like air, you know, and we like, I can't breathe. I don't have enough air to breathe. And it's like, well, if you just slow down and you just look at all there that you do have that's accessible, there's no limit. You just have to elevate your mindset. But the number one thing I see, and I did like some lottery videos because everybody wants to manifest with <laughs> lottery. And you can, you absolutely can. But it depends on like what Joe said, the why, the driving forces behind your desire. Mm-hmm. So there's a current that is you, you know, we attract that, which we are. So what we think, what we, what we feel, what we believe ultimately is our beliefs are the driving forces. So if I want to manifest winning the lottery or just being very financially secure and free, what is the driving force behind that? And for most people that I've seen 99% of the people, it's because they are very unhappy with what their life is now. And they believe money will provide the solution to free them from this prison of suffering they're in. Even if it's not even a prison of suffering, it's just like a prison of boredom, you know, lackluster kind of life. It's still they're thinking that they're a victim in this space and that if they get money, 
then they'll be that'll be the key to their liberation. So the driving force of what they're actually broadcasting to the universe is, I'm suffering. I don't have enough. I don't feel good enough about myself, and I'm not happy with my life. And so the universe hears that message and it goes, okay, we will continue to reflect that reality that you are embodying and we're not going to pay enough and we're going to keep the job opportunities thin. Your boss is going to be a jerk and you're going to hate going to work and the unexpected bills are going to pour in. But if we elevate and we go, okay, let me just take three weeks and I'm going to take note of everything in my life that is worth any kind of monetary value and I'm going to write it down. And I'm going to read over that stuff and I'm going to express and embody an authentic sense of gratitude. And the best way I'm going to do that is I'm going to go watch some videos of people living in slums who have to drink dirty water and, and eat mud and, and don't have a roof over their head. And then I'm going to question the convenience and luxury that surrounds me in my life. And I know these people have it because they're watching videos on, on cell phones, on TikTok. And so I know that they're doing better than a lot of the people that I've physically helped all over the world who do not have that luxury and that will humble them with an authentic sense of gratitude to be like holy cow i really am blessed like i have running water i have a toilet with modern plumbing i have things that i am totally taking advantage or taking for granted because i'm only looking at what i don't have right and a billionaire can look at all the money they don't have and feel broke like it, it just, it's, you have to look at what you, you do have. And so then when you take a couple weeks, when you go on that note and you look for the daily gratitude, that practice is very strong and immense because mm -hmm. it is mindfulness. You're being mindful of what your life is, not craving it to be other than what it is. And it keeps you at least at peace and tethered to gratitude. You'll see a shift in your money. And then every time you spend money, every time you write your rent check or pay your utilities or go buy groceries and take your hand, put it over your heart and just express your gratitude that you have the opportunity to pay for this stuff. What you're saying to the universe then is I'm grateful for all these tangible things. I'm grateful for all this luxury, all this, mm -hmm. all this convenience. And you're embodying that for days and weeks. And then every time you spend money, you're like, thank you for the money I have to pay for this stuff. And every time you get your paycheck, every time you earn passive income or side hustles or whatever, anytime money comes in, you express that same gratitude. You're literally elevating your frequency, your vibration. Mm -hmm. And the universe goes, oh, that person is grateful for what they have. They're grateful for the money when it comes into their life. They're very grateful when they spend and knowing they can do that because more money is coming in and they're grateful mm -hmm. for everything they have. Give them more and you'll see a little shift and you'll start getting more funds coming in and less bills and things will start turning. Job opportunities, investment opportunities, starting your own business, side hustles, picking up a little extra cash, saving money. Oh yeah, your fridge was going to be 600 bucks to repair, but man, we found this part. It's only going to be 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. You just saved $550. You express the gratitude and the universe will trickle that into your life until you build some momentum. But really, really, really does work. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I, I sometimes feel that people are like, oh, it doesn't work. 
I'm like, but if we're being honest, are you actually moving into that space of gratitude every mm-hmm. day? And not that we have to be in it all day, right? But just find that time to express the gratitude. Yeah. And and it comes and the mindfulness, because when we're mindful, we're being present. And if we can be present and be grateful, everything starts flowing. And then you're just We've like, won. Oh my goodness, this is this yeah. is great, right? Yeah. And that's the flow. The flow starts happening and I think it's interesting because I know I have done this countless times because I'm a silly human, right? Things are going great. Everything is awesome. I have my client roster filled up. Everything is great. And I fall, start falling back, right? I relax in my practices. I don't meditate every day like I did. I stop journaling every day like I did. And all of a sudden I, I look around, I'm like, oh my goodness, shit, I got to get yeah, I, I, I got to get back in it <laughs> and it happens, right? It happens yeah. to the best of us for everybody yeah, that's listening. It's like, don't be hard on yourself. Like say, okay, you're a human. We're going to get back in it, but yeah. be yeah, okay. Also, yeah. And it's like, like just shelf the money thing for a second. Cause I coach millionaires. Like I coach people who are very well off and they came to me because they weren't happy. Money's not going to solve the issues because if you're at a place where you're suffering and you can't see what you have and be grateful for it, the money won't change that. You just have nicer stuff, but even then it's just not enough. So it doesn't, Mm -hmm. for anybody listening and who's like, oh my God, I'm going to really hone in on this, on the money thing. You actually get something so much more valuable is when you are mindful and grateful for what you have. I always say it's like this. You're going to go into an, into a restaurant and you're going to have the best meal of your life. 12 courses, Mich- two Michelin star, amazing, epic experience and meal. And you're going to be sitting back, patting your full belly after course 12. That's what a gratitude practice is of mindfulness, because whatever happens through your day, you're finding the gratitude for it. I can write down a thousand things every single day of why I'm grateful. I stop and take a deep breath. You don't have to overthinking it. Like go into your, and look at all the silverware you have. (laughs) You know, people, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't have that kind of stuff. And so when you're there and you're rubbing your belly and it's 12 courses, and then you do want to experience something that you don't or have yet to experience, such as having more wealth, that soulful, loving partner, uh, successful business, or just your dream lifestyle. It's like the head chef poking his head out or her head out and going, hey, you want dessert? You don't need dessert. Mm-hmm. You've already had a magnificent experience and your belly's full and you are content. You're beyond content. But dessert is just an addition to an already amazing and fulfilled experience. That's the way you see the things you're trying to manifest. You're going to win. You don't need it to happen. But if we're here to order, you might as well order something you like. Mm-hmm. And so you get the dessert that you want, but you don't need it. And so you've already won with the gratitude practice, as Joe's talking about, with the meditations, with the journaling, that stuff, it trains your beingness, your mind, your heart, your soul, your spirit to tether itself to the present moment. And if you're peaceful in that space, you're going to get little pockets of excitement, of joy, of pleasure, of delight, of romance, of, of beauty. And you'll always be at this stable foundation of peace. And then you're just going to pop up every once in a while when these little things happen, but you won't dip 
below peace into anxiety, fear, anger, frustration, depression, sadness, worry, panic, yada. You're staying securely established on your foundation of peace. And then once in a while, life will give you the gift of excitement and joy and pleasure. So you win. And yes, money will come, but mm -hmm. you're already good. So uh, that was said so beautifully. Thank and you. I, I, I would love everyone to, to think about this in a way of what would that, what would my perfect life look like? Yeah. What would your perfect day look like? And write it down. This is the way this, I want to wake up without an alarm. I'm going to have my coffee here. I'm going to, you know, like write it down and drop into that, that feeling. And I promise you all, the more that you do this and you're in this space of gratitude with that, like, this is the kind of life I want to live. I want my day to look like this, especially if you're in the space of, I hate my job. I have to go, you know, like create your day and then start allowing it to unfold by being grateful for the day you're having. And before you know it, you're in a situation where at 1248 on a Tuesday, I guess I have a conversation with an amazing, inspiring soul. You know, I'm like, how did my life turn into this? I yeah, don't know, yeah, but I'm super happy, right, mm -hmm. that it is this way. And yeah, well said. Like, I, well, I want to scream it to the rooftops. Like, everybody can do this, right? We yes. can all have these smiles on our faces that we have. It's the best way I always try to explain it with, because people limit and they're like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I should be so specific. I don't know, you know, like, and, and they doubt themselves, the worthiness of the experience that they're trying to attract. And again, it's all in the mindset, but like, have you ever been to the cheesecake factory or, mm -hmm. okay. So you go into one of those places and you get that, that encyclopedia menu and you get uh -huh. this thing that weighs nine pounds and you open it up right and there's like one page after the next after the next after the next after the next it's like infinite what you can order mm -hmm. that's us placing an order for the experiences that we wish it's infinite do you think the chef at the at the cheesecake factory gives two shits about what we order do you think you're like oh my god another mm -hmm. <laughs> another veggie panini i don't know i don't know you know what tell me about the guy who's ordering it you know get, let, break it down like does he deserve it does mm -hmm. he, but does, does he deserve it you know no they're just <laughs> they get the order and they're making the thing and then you get it so mm -hmm. it doesn't matter but also you can order rotten food and that's what most of us do uh, for a lot of the the anxiety and, and all the doubt and the limiting beliefs is we're ordering stuff that is not good for us mm -hmm. so universe that just shows you it doesn't care what you order, but it's going to deliver it nonetheless. So you can just be very particular about what you want to experience by training your mind and your heart. You're set to, to kind of align, but people kind of are thinking, they're like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I feel like there's this other power out there that's determining whether I'm worthy of this thing. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, that's not how it works. You are this power. You're right. the owner of the restaurant. You're a part owner. You're, you know, you're there. You can walk in. You can place your order, but you just have to stay firm in the in that belief. Mm -hmm. So I always love that that analogy because people are just like, ah, oh, cool, I can order whatever I want, but you have to believe it. You know, the universe is not very particular. Mm -hmm. And that the key right there, you, you have to believe it. It's one thing I think, and because I I find this a lot when I go live. 
people, I'll, I'll say, what are you manifesting? And every once in a while, yellow Lamborghini. I'm like, okay, why do we want a yellow Lamborghini? Yeah. You know? And I think it's, it's a cute thing, right? Like that kind of goes with the movie, The Secret, which is a great movie and it's a great introduction to people, but there's, there's yeah. more, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what kind of life do you want to live? How do you want to express this life? And when we, I feel, connect to that expression of our life, everything just falls into place. And that expression could be maybe you're an amazing accountant, right? It doesn't have to be that you're quitting a job. It's just, are you actually enjoying and being grateful for what it is? And that, I think, ignites the expression of Absolutely. Yeah. that allows the abundance to flow to us. Yeah. Feeling. Just feeling like, how do you want to feel every day? You want that yellow Lamborghini because basically you want to feel rich. And if you're rich, you don't have concerns because you have all the money and you're, you know, you have the lifestyle you want because you're driving around a yellow Lamborghini. All that dials back. It trickles back to one truth. You feel really great. Like that's it. So you think the Mm -hmm. yellow Lamborghini is going to be the thing that delivers that. You can actually just skip to the head to feeling great right now today and you'll never step into an italian sports car you know like you don't need it Mm -hmm. but it's all about retraining your mind but people i i get it you know they're under the notions that these things these experiences will complete us that is the biggest trap Mm -hmm. of the ego of the spiritual realm of the manifestation realm is believing that your salvation your liberation is in the now thinking that there is some event some experience some timeline that will finally usher in that state of happiness and fulfillment that's what the ego the thinking mind wants you to believe because then you're making fear-based decisions and you're not seeing life for what it is so when joe and i are talking about belief it's training your mind to think differently on a conscious level every single day training your subconsciousness to absorb uh, a worthiness a self-love every single night and morning if you're if you're doing those visualizations it's actually implementing this habitual peaceful present state but you're gonna win like there's nothing better you can do for yourself and then you're establishing that platform and from there you can manifest your yellow lamborghini Mm -hmm. but you won't need it you'll probably smirk but you'll be driving around in it one day or something similar that you may have changed your mind, but you will have figured out the secret long before that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a beautiful nugget of gold, Joe. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, thank you for your great. time. My I've been wrapping up my, my chats with an Oracle card, but before yeah, I love there, I used I to do live- Self, I never learned, but I always, I always watch your Instagram uh, videos and stuff, and I love your lighting and, Thank and you. your energy Thank you. and everything, and it's it's really great. But I would love a reading. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna pull the card, but before, as I shuffle our cards, could you let everybody know where they can find you? Yeah, yeah. So my first name Joe Dash Hain, and last name is H E H N dot com. Have a plethora of information and freebies and all this stuff on my website you can pick up my book dreams of antiquity on amazon and explore i have a membership for training the mind for manifestation i do one-on-one coaching which is if you're really looking to make an accelerated and profound shift in your in your life then 
that that's for you. And uh, again, I work with people from all over the world, all over, you know, every demographic. And so we're doing really, really amazing things. And I'm going to be launching group coaching. And then if you're in the San Diego area, I'm going to be starting to do like workshops, mindset workshops, because I just want to get like-minded people together and, and have that big, awesome energy in the same room and just thriving. So lots of information coming, updating the, the website now, but joe-hehn.com. And then I'm on YouTube. Great, great stuff there. TikTok, as Joe mentioned, Instagram, you know, all that stuff that people have to be on nowadays. Right. And I'll put all uh, of all of your links. Thank you. Down in the show notes and your card to wrap up to wrap up our time together and this this is so perfect because i think this is exactly what you're doing show your support show your support oh love that and, That's and awesome. i kind of feel like our whole conversation really has been about supporting ourselves on our yeah. journey and taking care of ourselves yeah yeah joe That's thank you really... so much for for your time it's been a pleasure and really for going on the journey that you went on uh, because there are people out here waiting mm -hmm. to to learn about that journey and to receive the knowledge that you have gained yeah. from the journey. So thank you. We all appreciate it. Yeah, my it. pleasure. And wherever you're at, just know like it can get better. Just believe that. And then things will unfold to give you what you need to take that one step higher every day. Just believe it will get better. And you are definitely in for a really beautiful adventure but yes. thank you joe for having me <laughs> you're so so welcome and for everybody listening thank you all go check out joe and we will see you all really soon